Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, and I am joined once again by Derek Nickel. What's up, Derek? What is going on, man? How are you today? I am well. How are you today? I'm, I'm all right. You know. Okay. I'm hanging in there. I hear you. Wait, uh, you get a haircut? Looks like you got a haircut. I did. I did get a haircut. Yeah. I trimmed nice. up my beard and I, I cut my hair since since last we've seen each other. Yep. And good. Uh, yeah, decided to tighten up the look a little bit, not look so shaggy going into the holiday season. Well, there you go. Um, besides cutting your hair, what'd you uh, do this week? Um, let's see. Mostly just hung out and uh, mm-hmm. went to work and... Um. Yeah, that's pretty much pretty much it. Cool. Yeah. Pretty standard. No, nothing. Nothing yeah, exciting. Yeah. Pretty standard week. Yeah. All pretty right. standard week. Nothing exciting. I wish I had more news. I'm just. The, I'm just a really boring <laughs> person right now. Oh, it's fine. I think. Uh, I think most people's holiday seasons, when it comes to like, I think feel like you're just riding the the wave of normalcy in between holiday highlights. Yeah. You know what I mean? I so agree. I feel like in between the holidays, there's not much happening. Um, cause I, I didn't do much this week either. Um, I watched a bunch of stuff. I started playing, um, God of War. I started yeah, I playing the that. one. Yeah. I started playing the one that came out in 2017, like the first of like the new generation. Sure. Of it. You know what I mean? The um, first of the Viking I, ones. Yes. And I'm like halfway through it, I would say. Yeah. Um, I'm at the point where like in terms of like the grinding stuff, I've I've unlocked all the skill tree and all of that. And mm-hmm. like now I'm like getting into like the deep part of the story. Um so yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Nice. Um it took the 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 combat mechanics took a bit to get used to. Sort of like the parrying system and all that. Mm-hmm. Um but it's good. The story's good. Um once you get the combat down, mm-hmm. man, it opens up and it just becomes so much fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited to play uh, Ragnarok. I, that's, that's the reason I'm playing the the one from mm-hmm. 2017 is so I have a bit because I've never played any of these games. So I'm I needed a primer before I go, dive dive deep into Ragnarok. Sure, the the one of the highest rated games of all time. Yep, exactly. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to playing that. But yeah, this one's good. Um, I I you know I'm a sucker for like. When they do like the mythology stuff, uh, yeah. like in all the historical stuff, that stuff is really interesting to me. And it's it's cool that like the character Kratos, I know, is like from Greek mythology, but like now at this point in the series, like they're doing the Norse stuff, which is really cool. So yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, it's fun. I like the environment. Yeah. The mapping's really cool. Just yeah. the terrain that you have to like, the environment and terrain that you have to traverse and like get to see. It's really cool. Yeah. Especially where they take you to the different realms in the tree, you mm-hmm. know, like in the one you're playing. Uh-huh. There's like the dark elves, and that's like the weird, trippy, mm-hmm. like thing with like living sacks that are like breathing, but it's like where they come out of. It's very strange. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Just the big abandoned temples and stuff that you go in through mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's super fun. Yeah, no, it's super good. Um, so, yeah, I've been playing that. Um, been playing... Have you gotten any of the armor that self heals? No. Um, there's like in there's like one that I like called like the armor of mists or something like that. Uh-huh. You can find it in this labyrinth. You'd have to look okay. it up how to find it because I did. Okay, but once you do, it like it allows for self healing. It like heals you during combat or something like that. So okay. like you don't really have to worry about your health all that much. Like once you're fully like you know um, built out, you know, with like all your skill tree and everything like that. Like this just mm-hmm. adds a little extra on top of it. So you can essentially like a God among mortals walk around yeah. and just like, just lay waste. I'm super into that. Um, I, there, the, speaking of like that type of thing and like labyrinths and looting and stuff like that, there's one element of the game that like, I get why it's a part of the game, but like, I'm kind of like, eh, but it's you not don't my like favorite. It. Yeah. Is, um, I totally don't mind the loot system, and I don't mind um, the side quests where you find stuff and find all the armors and stuff like that. All mm-hmm. that is great. The I, The thing I don't like about it, and they do this quite a bit in this game, um, is there are some things that you encounter in your journey uh, that you don't have the skills or the tools to open yet. And yes. you have to like backtrack after you yeah, progress through the story. Yeah, and then they expect you to go all the way back through the game. No, <laughs> and I'm like, no, there's not like, 
like I get why you're I get why it's in the game and like I don't hate it, but it's just like it's kind of annoying. Like you mean I have to backtrack all the way oh, back? No. I'm not I just doing don't. That. I don't. Yeah. Like you're gonna make me do extra work? No, I'm already playing a video game to try and relax. I don't want to have yeah. to like work at it to like, yeah, you know, like it, or like like secondary like options for like quests. Like I'm not gonna go back through it. Right. I'm sorry, right. but some yeah. of your some of your levels are confusing in the way that they're mapped out anyway. And I like yeah. got through it barely after being confused twice. So it's like, so I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna go back and like revisit oh, that thing. Yeah, dude, trying to go backwards in this game is like. Like trying to retrace your steps is like really difficult because like maddening. the maps, the maps don't really have like a, uh, they're I mean they're kind of like the real world where they don't have like a a set layout. It seems right. like it's just kind of like they're just yeah you go anywhere. <laughs> it's like, yeah, basically yeah know. you can go over there if you want. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend <Yes>. it. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, that's the one element of it. I'm like I don't love that, but it's fine. It's a great game. Otherwise, yeah. Um. Yeah. I uh, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm excited it's, to play the new one. It is really fun. It is fun. Yeah. I'm excited to play the new one, too. I think the new one's going to bring a lot to the table that the first one set up. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you gotten the um, his original weapons from the original PlayStation games, the, the blades on the chains that are made of fire? Not yet. Okay. So you know how annoying those frost guys are? Yes. Yeah, they don't become a problem after you get that weapon. Good to know. <laughs> they're just like gone. Like it's like Good to know. their annoyance where you're like where you know you can't beat them and you have to beat them with your hands and it still like causes frost damage. That's uh-huh. not an issue after you get those like hell blades or whatever because you can basically okay. just whip them around and like melt them. It's crazy. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. It gets fun. Yeah. Um cool. Yeah, yeah, so I've been playing that. Um been playing some Call of Duty here and there. Yeah, did you get the um, new I'm one? Liking, yeah, I'm liking Modern Warfare 2. It's good. Um, it's not much I don't like about that. Um, They've kind of perfected I, the formula. Yeah, it's really hard to mess the game up at this point. Like, if if you're doing it, if you're if you just following the format, I think it's pretty hard to mess up. So I've been playing that a bit. Um, yeah, that's really it for video games. I, I finished Andor. Um, yeah. Which was great. What'd you think? Great. I think it's great. I think it's a great uh, season of television. Uh, I'm excited, excited for season see... two. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Of course. I'm excited to see where they go with it. Um, I can't wait to see when. Um, uh, is Stellan Skarsgård is not in Rogue One, right? No, he's not. Okay, great. Well, I'm looking forward to his death in this series. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> cool. So he dies. Yeah, um, no, he, he they're ma- they're making him into such a cool character that like it's gonna be really cool. Like when he finally has his big you know last hurrah. I hope he goes out in a blaze of dude of glory. Well, there's that one time where those guys tried to like take his ship, and he was just yeah. like, no, "I'm not doing this." No, he's just pressing <laughs> yeah. buttons, pressing nope. buttons. And my favorite was when the tractor beam had him, and he launched all that like stuff at the at the tractor beam yeah, radar, and it just, just shredded the, the freaking yeah, just shredded the satellite dish. Yeah, I, like, yes. I, I did like that too. Uh, I want to see. I him... like. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I like that bit, um, especially because it uh, so much of when we normally see Star Wars movies, we normally are paying attention because we're just watching it over two hours or three hours sometimes. Like you don't really have time to pay attention to small details like that. Everything kind of has to happen in broad strokes. Mm-hmm. So it's really and so a lot of that, a symptom of that is a lot of the tech in Star Wars can just come across as magic. Yes, you know exactly. what I mean. Yes, to- totally. Uh, yeah, it just it, they just have tractor beams. It is what it is. But I like in this, it's like no, but the tractor explain beam it. has. Yeah, I like it. It's like the tractor beam is like no, the tractor beam has to work somehow, and, and the way it works is this giant. Uh, satellite dish that uh, if you Swiss cheese it doesn't work anymore <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and I like that that there's like we can pay attention to that kind of stuff and see kind yes. of see how the the universe works and all that I thought I think that's really cool it brings the mechanics of the universe to life a little bit yeah. more and I yeah, agree 100%. I like that a little bit more that closer sort of mm-hmm. that close up on it kind of really brings brings more things to life you know yeah especially like, oh, that's how was, tractor beams work yeah <laughs> and that's how they don't yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but no, it's the other thing too that I was interested, that I've been interested in, especially that Andor has shown, is how droids set up in this society. Because at least yeah. as far as I understood it, droids were kind of like second class citizens, not in like a 
not in like a indentured servitude way, but that's just what they were created for, you know? So they were kind of right. like robot dogs that like spoke right. and kind of, you know, but like mm-hmm. with this, there's a lot more like nuance to it and a lot more like individualism to the, to some of the droids. So I'm yeah. trying to understand like yeah. where the line is drawn mm-hmm. at what the, the autonomy of droids independently in society, as opposed to having to like, you know, because we have certain droids like IG-88 that's a bounty hunter, mm-hmm. you know, and so mm-hmm. that kind of is interesting to see, you know, kind of how it's interesting to see kind of how this extra, almost this extra race that hasn't really been talked about in the Star Wars universe is now being kind of like, oh, we got to come up with rules for these guys and like how they integrate in society. Yeah. No, totally. I think that's a that's a good point. Um uh, yeah, it is interesting to see how different people treat droids, and uh, I think uh, it's a lot more nuanced than um, than it probably has to be, which is a good thing. Yes, um, that's the way it is with yeah, most things like, in Andor. It's more nuanced than it needs to be, and we are yeah. thankful for that. <laughs> yeah, super thankful. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Remind me to uh, to tell you about a movie idea that I've had for a while. I don't want to say it on air yet. Oh, but, I um, totally get that. Yep, we'll yeah, talk after. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, I'm loving Andor. I think it's it's great. Uh, it's my favorite Star Wars thing in a long time. Um, yeah, that's I guess that pretty much covers my week. Um, All right. Yeah, should we get into some new stuff? Let's do it. All right. Um, let's see. What's the last thing you sent me? Flash moved its release date up one week. Okay. I wonder if it's moving out of the way of something or... I don't know. I wonder. Do you care about this movie? Not really. Yeah, I'm, not after. <laughs> not really after Ezra Miller went off the deep end and like abducted a child. I'm like, yeah. I don't really like. I'm kind of on the edge of trying to decide on whether I actually go see it in theaters or not. Yeah, you know what I mean. Instead of yeah. just waiting until it comes out on HBO Max, just because I don't know if I want to contribute money. However yeah. small my contribution is, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to. I don't know if I want to contribute money to like not to teaching Ezra Miller that he can do whatever he wants and not like learn his lesson. Right. No, I totally get that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what this movie uh, because this is a movie where that like Warner Brothers as an entity, um, at least on a story level, is a hundred percent behind, which we mm-hmm. haven't really seen from a Warner Brothers movie. I mean, I guess with the exception of Black Adam, but like you know, so much of the Zack Snyder stuff was like very like. You know, the production was very, like, uh, storied and, like, there was a lot of differing opinions and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's in- I'm interested to see what Warner Brothers does when they're, like, kind of full steam ahead on a project. Right. Um, and I'm interested to see uh, what this Flash movie is. And, and I know it's probably going to set up a lot of things for the future. So I'm interested to see what that does. But I'm not particularly interested in like in enjoying an Ezra Miller performance at this no, point but <laughs> I, that's the problem is I don't even know yeah. if I'd be able to enjoy an Ezra Miller performance now after right. like knowing everything I know about him I think I'd just be yeah. sitting there thinking like you prick yeah it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be uh an interesting watch but I, I will probably see it um when it when it comes out so we'll we'll see we'll we'll talk about it when when that does and now we can see it one week sooner <laughs> get it over with um let's see uh charlie cox says there's a place for daredevil in deadpool 3 yep um <laughs> and <laughs> the joke continues yes charlie cox i would also like 20 million dollars <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> and action figures made of myself (laughs) yeah exactly that's really Um, like if i became a superhero actor that's really what i would be i think the thing i'd be the most excited about is having action figures of me made mm -hmm. yeah Uh, action figures are cool like they're still like it's one of those things that like are still made that we don't normally think about but like they still are churning them out all the time oh yeah all the every day (laughs) yep my Um, my god my god niece and nephew they're proof of that yeah, <laughs> they they have a lot of them. They have a lot of them. Yeah, uh, the, yeah. Uh, their, their dad is a big Marvel fan like me. Gotcha. So okay. he's Mister like, let's get all the new toys when they come out, you know. And everybody's like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> so I've spent many a time playing as Captain America or Shang Chi or Black yeah. Panther or That's Bucky awesome. or whatever. It's 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 a good time. That's awesome. Um, yeah, the the... I'm the Hulk a lot. 
<laughs> yeah, I bet I bet the Hulk's a cool action figure. The Hulk is a uh-huh. huge action figure. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to be the big one. And when I get bored, I can just walk over and smash things, and then they're still yeah, exactly. it's like, yay, because it's the Hulk. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the 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 from IGN, uh, they've interpreted this based on the context of when Charlie Co- Charlie Cox said this yeah. that basically the tone of mm-hmm. the Daredevil Born Again sh- show is going to be a more adult. And closer to what you might expect from Deadpool, so I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, me too. I think Marvel needs more adult, adult stuff. Content. I think it works. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting um, bored with the family friendly stuff. Like it's nice, but like I need mm-hmm. like Marvel. I need adult Marvel content now. Yeah, totally. I'm looking at you, Blade. Please, yes, yes. Please you, be Blade, rated R. Please. Um. <laughs> Uh, in other hilarious news, uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is considering changing HBO Max to just Max. Max. <laughs> Why? Which is weird. It's because weird. Max is like a descriptor. <laughs> yeah, it is just Max. Like why? <laughs> like if <laughs> you Disney Plus just you can't be plus. You know what I mean? That's just weird. <laughs> That's just. But weird. like the thing is, why do this? Why are they doing all this? We all know that they're. Taking all, they're making all these changes to tighten up the deal so they can make more money when they sell off the company anyway. So mm-hmm. why make all these changes that make no, no sense and no reason? Like just leave the two streaming services separate. You can have yeah. like Guy Fieri content on HBO Max and you can have HBO Max content on Discovery Plus, but you don't need <clears throat> you don't need to change the HBO like to get rid of HBO. It's home yeah. box office. That's what it is. It's supposed to, it's always been home box office. Like we know yeah. HBO for being for bringing movies into our homes. Like Yep. It's I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, no one is like <laughs> Yeah, like no one is confused. Like everyone calls HBO Max HBO Max because and and I would argue that most people when they think of HBO Max think of the HBO part yeah, way first. more than they think about Max. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, who no, cares? HBO, it could be anything. <laughs> HBO is the operative is the operative right. deal in that. Right. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna buy a I'm not gonna buy a streaming service that's just called Max. I bought HBO because it's HBO. Right. Uh, yeah, I think you're totally right. Uh, yeah, that's. Just, I think what it is. Weird. I think someone higher up is feeling the pressure from higher ups above them, and they're yelling at their underlings to make changes. Yeah, do to like something. Make it, yeah, to make it seem like there's fresh content or fresh ideas that they're not out yep. of ideas already. And I think mm-hmm. someone's trying to keep their job. Yeah. By coming up with just like dumb ideas. Hundred um, percent. Uh, in other streaming news, uh, Mandalorian Season 3 drops March 1st of next yep. year. Did you see the writer's the slate for every episode they came out with? I saw that it's like mostly Jon Favreau. Favreau's <laughs> writing the entire season, and then maybe if he feels like it, he's bringing another writer on. Nice. Okay. <laughs> for like I'm, two I'm episodes, that. which yeah. I'm like, good. Jon Favreau mm-hmm. content for The Mandalorian is just chef's kiss for me, and... Yeah. Like, not so much the stuff in Book of Boba Fett, but when it's just the Mandalorian, I'm like, cool. This yeah. is awesome. Let's do this more. Yeah, no, Mandalorian's a great show. I'm really looking forward to um, the new season of it. Like, Jon Favreau is is really great, in, like, as you said, in that, that spot. So I'm looking forward to it. I like that uh, Pedro Pascal is still down. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the adventures, the further adventures of the Mandalorian and Grogu and all that. That's going to be really fun. It is. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Did um, okay. Let's talk trailers, shall yes. we? Yes. We had two trailers come out. Yep. We had Indiana Jones. What's the what's the subtitle? Uh, Dial of Destiny. Dial of Destiny. Um, and we had Guardians of the Galaxy three. Let's start with Indiana Jones. Okay. Um, what uh, are you? What were your feelings about this project before seeing this trailer? Do you have any expectations about the movie going into seeing this trailer? So before they made the movie, when they announced they were make the, making the movie, I responded with why. Because <laughs> yes. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is such an abomination and just slap in the face to Indiana Jones fans everywhere. And just movie fans in general. Like mm-hmm. if you like movies, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is a movie that actively looks at you and goes, I don't want to please you because you're too much. I want to be lazy right. and 
go for the lowest common denominator and not have to do any work and yeah. just be a slam home don't like it's that thing we talk about where it's like look we gave you the thing why aren't you happy it's like because you didn't yeah. do it well enough yep and that's where i was at with indy 5 now having seen it seeing the trailer yeah. i have hopes it has given me hope that this movie is going to be good. That's also a double-edged sword for this movie because if it's not good, I'm going to <laughs> rail this thing nine ways to Sunday to the point where I make sure that people I know don't even go see it. Yeah. Like I will um. tear this thing <laughs> an absolute new one if it doesn't live up to the hype that it's setting up because it's setting up a lot of good stuff. We've got Nazis back. Mm. We've got mysticism back, not aliens because Indiana Jones doesn't do aliens. Screw that. Right. It's all mysticism. So we've got an artifact. There's an artifact that we're racing against Nazis to get. Boyd Holbrook looks like he's trying to kill Indiana Jones, which I'm cool with. Then you've yeah. got you know you've got archaeology. It's got action. It's cool. Like it looks good. It's got some humor to it. The cast is, you know, Sala's back. I like all of that. So you give me all of that in one movie, it better be good is what I'm saying. Like don't half-ass this. This better be – like if Harrison Ford didn't kill himself trying to make this movie, he should have. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. So I I have only seen the – first indiana jones movie i've only seen raiders of the lost ark that's it yes oh buddy you have two other amazing adventures just waiting (laughs) for you (laughs) i know i know um so i i'm not i i don't have quite the i I did i did enjoy the movie i I enjoy it a lot um i don't have quite the affinity as like a like a childhood nostalgia thing because i saw it as an adult sure um that that you have so i had almost zero expectations for this movie uh like outside of the feeling that like Harrison Ford is too old for this and I don't think he wants to do this. So right. let's let's see what's what this is going to be. Let's try him out for one last run. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh before we take him behind the barn and shoot, <laughs> shoot his head. <laughs> um so after seeing the trailer, um look, Disney at this point knows how to make a movie and they know how to make a movie based on existing IP and uh, they know how to make a movie based on existing IP that is going to hit you right in the feels and is going to make you um, really enjoy what you missed about the the franchise and will make you enjoy new stuff about it. They're very good at doing this um, at this point. But is it going I to have be no- good? Yeah, that's the at, question. At my, they can do but, all that. They can do all that, and they consistently yeah. do that. But it doesn't mean yield, it doesn't always yield a positive product. Yeah. So I have no I have no doubt that this movie, from like ev- almost every aspect of it, is going to be at least a like a like a like a seven out of ten. Like, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily excite me about the movie. If right. that makes sense. Um, because right now, although I like, I see all of what they're trying to do. Like, I love the score of the trailer. Mm-hmm. I love. Uh, the the little jokes that are in the trailer, like when he, he when he's doing the whip thing at the end, and they all just put pull out their guns and shoot mm-hmm. at him, like all of that is great. However, like there's not much in this trailer that's like, man, you got to go see this movie. You know what I mean? It's kind of just see? like, and that's where I'm at with it. You know what where I mean? I'm like, that's kind of where I'm at. It looks fun, and it yeah. looks good, so yeah. it better be good. Yeah, because if you're gonna try and use all that nostalgia to try yeah. and get me to come see your movie then you better yeah. have done due diligence and have actually made a good film. Because if not, yes. like I said, this is your last chance. This is Indiana Jones's last chance. And if it's not good, I will rail this thing. Yeah. Because I, I think they're right when, like, like I don't necessarily want to see Indiana Jones recast. No. Uh, and, it's, and it's not because, like, I just feel like there's not... That's a character that doesn't need, like... What's like to me? It, 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 Indiana Jones is like Luke Skywalker, or um, or what's his name? Or what they tried Han to do Solo with Han for Solo. That matter. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's Harrison Ford, but it's like what they tried to do with Han Solo. They tried to recast Han Solo yeah. as a younger Han it's Solo, just... and and everybody went absolutely not. Yeah, because some characters are like some characters are great characters. Um. Not necessarily, not by by accident is not being charitable enough. But some characters are uh, by happenstance are just they just resonate with people, right? And they're they're good for that one incarnation. But like 
that character existing beyond that actor and the circumstances that we saw him in is not necessarily what makes the entire movie work. Right. So, like, for a character like Han Solo, Han Solo's great and an amazing character and an iconic character, but I don't need to see I don't need to see Han Solo ever again played by anyone else. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you just don't need that. Exactly. Um, That's kind of how I feel. It's not like Sherlock Holmes, where there's like an right. iteration of like <laughs> right. tons of people have played Sherlock Holmes on right. stage and screen throughout the throughout the hundreds yeah. of years that he's been around. Right. Right. Like, it's like it's not mm-hmm. like Romeo and Juliet, like classic literary characters that like anybody could play. This is a very right. specific character that was played by a very specific individual. Yes. It's like my. Yes. It's the funny thing about me. Two actors play my four favorite characters. I have Harrison right. Ford as Han Solo and in Indiana Jones, and then I have Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. as Iron Man and Sherlock Holmes. Like. Mm-hmm. Those two actors and the Sherlock Holmes. You can recast Sherlock Holmes. I would love to see another Sherlock Holmes movie, with you know, with a different person as Sherlock. Somebody else's take on Sherlock Holmes. I'm not necessarily interested in anybody else's take on Han Solo and Indiana Jones. (laughs) No, (laughs) no, no, thanks. Because Um, I feel like the character has been done. mm -hmm. Like the character's not complicated enough to warrant like different takes on the same character. I don't want to see a happy-go-lucky version of Han Solo. I like him dark and brooding and angry and kind of Mm -hmm. like just like this instigating little rascal. Totally, totally. That that 100%. And I, I think that Indiana Jones for me is one of those characters where like it works for Harrison Ford because it's Harrison Ford and it was of the time. But like the to me, the character doesn't warrant a recasting to try to keep it alive it doesn't like transcend mm, right. the like plane that it walks on it is very much yeah, what it is 100%. and as much as i want to be like indiana jones is for everybody it's not <laughs> it's not it's, it's not a very for particular everybody. thing it's a very specific thing for yeah. nerd kids like me that were like this is archaeology i love this yeah, because it's like it's it's weird because it's like it's kind it's like supposed to be family friendly, but like you're watching a like a even back then a pretty old guy for like a kids movie. Well, a you know surly I mean? individual, not necessarily <laughs> yeah. like like he's not an I. You don't want kids to emulate Doctor Jones. Like he's <laughs> yeah. kind of a bastard. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> like he's a grave robbing asshole that just like yeah. tr- tr- runs around the world and be like it belongs in a museum and then whips people when it. <laughs> when he doesn't get his way yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's it's definitely a a character that like is of its time and like doesn't necessarily transcend the movies that it's in but i'm i'm interested to see what they've done with this one and i will watch it hopefully it it is good and and Mm -hmm. and they execute well but we'll see (laughs) my hope is that they finally that they learned from their mistake from kingdom of the crystal skull and they actually made a movie as opposed to just like a fan service like you know, yeah, a fan, a fan film, you know, yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see like what direction they go in with this after this because I think the other meta layer on top of this is that they kind of have to keep the world of Indiana Jones going. Well, not have to, but I, I can, I know why they are. I mean, they have. Indiana Jones rides at their parks, so like they're gonna yeah. <laughs> they're gonna find ways to update those rides and and put new stuff from the new movie and stuff in there. So I get it, but hopefully it's like um, it's done in an interesting way that feels warranted and not just like ham fisted. You know? Doing it because we can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another exactly. one of our constant problems with film. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, shall we move to the Guardians? Yes, let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy the Three. Galaxy. Who do you think's gonna die? Um, if I had to guess, how well, look, before we say who, how many of the guardian of these guardians do you think are going to die? I think two to three. That's a good guess. I would say two to be like I would if I was a betting man, I would put like most of my money on two, but I'm open to three. I think three sounds like a lot right now, but who knows? Uh, I think well, definitely James Gunn basically at least two went on record. Yeah, James Gunn went on record and he's like, "You're going to cry." Yeah. He's like he's literally um, telling you. He literally said when he wrote the script, he's like, "Not everybody makes it out alive," which I'm like, "Yeah, okay." So he's already gone on record being like, "People are dying." Yeah, get ready for it. So who do you? I, th- yeah, I think I think Drax dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think so. I don't think Rocket dies, but what I do think happens in this movie, I think Rocket may choose to not be conscious anymore and may choose to just be. In like a to take sleep. all his cybernetics out and just be a raccoon, mm. 
Mm. Um, I could see that happening where he, he you know, because he right now he's he's a tormented kind of tragic character who like, you know, his ethos is basically like existence is pain. Like because he's yeah. he's an abomination. You know what I mean? And he's that's why he's so angry. Monster. Yeah, he has such a chip on his shoulder. I could see him, especially after getting back in touch with his roots in this movie, as it seems that he's or going to. Yeah, or his groots, if you will. Um, I think I think he might make the decision at the end of the movie, like, "Hey, take my parts out. I want to hmm. just like I want to be free from this." So it'll feel like a death to the Guardians, but he's not a he's not dead. That's dead. an interesting he's just take. Like, I think that's something that could happen in this movie. I, you know what? Um, and I think you're I think you're right. I think that's a that would be an interesting way for a character to die without actually dying. Especially if like you could create some reason in the script that maybe he has some part in him that will help save someone else's life. Mm. And so he's like, "Look, I don't want these cybernetics anymore. Take give them my reactor or whatever." You know what I right. mean? Um I could see maybe something Peter like that. Maybe Peter Quill happening. is going to die and Rocket sacrifices yeah, maybe. himself for that. Yeah, or Mantis, because I, I don't think Mantis is going to die in this. Mm-mm. I think they're setting her up to be um, to continue. I think Mantis is probably one of, if not the only one, but one of the only characters from this uh, from this version of the Guardians that's going to continue on and be in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Peter Quill maybe as well, but Nebula we'll too. Yeah, and Nebula for sure. I think she's going to stick around. Groot probably, maybe Groot dies in this. I could see that happening. Um, yeah, he already kind of died already though. That's true. He did already kind of die, and they brought him back. Um, well, so, they didn't yeah, bring him maybe... back. It's a completely different Groot. Oh, that's right. They grew a new one. <laughs> mm-hmm. They grew a new one. Yeah. So it's yeah. a completely different new Groot. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I think yeah, I think Mantis survives. Groot probably survives. I think uh, Nebula probably survives. I think uh, Gamora probably survives because they've already killed her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think they would do that again. Peter Quill, I'm kind of on the fence about. I mean, I, I am think. Too. He could die, but I think they probably want him to just ride off in the sunset with Gamora because he's been, I mean, he spent his whole life trying to make this relationship work. <laughs> that like, But how great would it be if Gunn didn't give it to him? I know. That would be, it would be very he was ballsy. just like, and a sprinkle of extra tragedy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think the ur- the Disney urge to have them ride off into the sunset yeah. and have little like green children is too strong. It'll override to- the yeah. yeah. It'll override James Gunning James Gunn's James Gunniness. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think definitely Drax is out of here, um, and I think Rocket is out of here. But I don't think he's dying. I think he I think he gives his conscious. Uh, his conscious stuff over, and there will probably be a little hint that he still remembers everyone. He just can't communicate with them anymore, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like he's happier this way. Like I could see that happening, right? Um, uh, yeah. I so that that's kind of what I think in terms of people dying. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm right alongside there with you. That Rocket and Drax were my two, and then uh, mm-hmm. Quill is my third optional. Yeah, maybe, maybe because uh, I think they're doing some. Uh, work with this character from like the Christmas special, and they've been doing it here and there. But Sean Gunn's character, mm-hmm. um, oh, Kraglin, Kraglin, yeah, he might die. He could die. He could die. He could also be one of the surviving members of this um, because he we, just as, is. He just kind of survives. Yeah, and he's 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 likable. Like he's, he's super very likable. Like, yeah, he's very likable. So I think he could be one of the people that continues on. Like maybe it's him, Mantis. And Nebula go off and continue the Guardians and meet up with some other people. You know what I'm saying? I could see yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Um, but I could also see him dying. Like I, don't, I could also see him sacrificing himself. Um, Everyone dies except Mantis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and Man- let, let, let's be honest. Mantis has the best power of them all. <laughs> she does. <laughs> like, you can make anyone do anything. Do anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you don't need to be strong. Um, yeah, Because so we'll even see. if a strong person I, I, punches you, as minute they touch you, you're just like, sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so there wasn't. I, I haven't watched the trailer for a couple days, but I didn't see a lot of like plot. There wasn't like a lot of plot stuff. No, in there's this not trailer, which is good. I think the first trailer shouldn't have a bunch of plot stuff in it. Yeah, keep us um, in the dark on the plot, man. Keep yeah, us in the dark. Of- <laughs> I don't want to know the plot of the movie until I, my butt is in that seat and I'm in the movie theater. Word, That's when I should word. figure out the plot. Like word. these trailers that show the entire plot and they're like, see, see, don't you want to come see it? It's like, no, not anymore because you've ruined the movie for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't need to see it now. What do you think of Adam Warlock's look? I like it. 
Yeah, me too. I, I like it great. a lot. I mean, it makes sense if he was created by those uh, those gold people. Those gold people. I forget, <laughs> I forget what, what they're, they're called, called, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to say sovereigns, um, but that's not it. Yeah, it's something like that, though. I think. Yeah, the sovereign. Um, what do you think something. his deal is as a character in this? Well, if it's anything like Adam Warlock, he's going to be an anti-hero. Like he's not quite. He's not quite a hero, but he's not quite a villain. He occupies mm-hmm. this space in between where you need to fear him because he is extremely powerful, but also, like, it's the kind of the idea of, like, if we actually met aliens, it's like their ways are not our ways. You know what I mean? Like, totally. they might be concerned with something that's going on with us at the time, but mm-hmm. ultimately their machinations are larger than anything that we can than we can fathom because they're dealing with things on a scale that we're just not ready for. Yeah, I I agree. I think he's going to, based on the way they've made him look, um, and and I mean in terms of like uh, his what he's wearing. And, and we, granted, we only see him in one shot in yeah, this trailer. It's, it's a shot. Yeah, <laughs> but the way he's dressed and kind of like the way the way they've chosen to make him look in terms of his hairstyle and all that, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be. Um, I think he's going to be the perfect foil for Peter Quill. I think he's going to be, um, I think he's going to be like Peter Quill in a lot of ways, but like his sort of his poetic opposite. I think he's going to be another person who feels like lost and is like not at home with his people. Cause the way he's dressed doesn't look like I'm the representative of a, of, of a race of people. And I'm here. He looks like he's kind of like on the run kind yeah. of like make you know trying to find his way like he looks like he's wearing clothes that aren't his kind of like he right. you know like he found that jacket you know what i mean yeah exactly like that's kind of what it looks like um so he could potentially be like a a um what's his name from the first terminator um uh like a john connor like who yeah. like occupy kind of that space where like he's kind of a villain but not really like in the first Terminator movie. Um, John where he's Connor's, like, no, John Connor's not a villain in the first movie. John Connor doesn't show up in the first Terminator. Who am I thinking of? You're then, thinking that of comes Kyle back. Reese. Kyle Reese is who I'm thinking. Yeah, of, not thinking John of Kyle, Reese. Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese is a good guy though. Yeah, but he's kind of like willing to kill anyone because you well, know what I yes, mean. Yes, to like, accomplish his mission and make sure that right. Sarah Connor stays safe, <laughs> so that John Connor can lead the re- rebellion. I mean, you have exactly. to draw a line in the sand, Asan. <laughs> this is just come on. This is the survival the of fate our planet. Of the universe talking, this fate of the this. universe rests on my shoulders. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna like. I'm yeah, just gonna I let think people he's gonna die. <laughs> I think he's going to be one of those guys. I think he's going to be like I think they're going to have a common goal of getting rid of the high evolutionary, mm-hmm. but. Um, uh, Adam Warlock's going to have his own methods of doing that, and they're going to yeah. be like, whoa! You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Easy! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because um, I think he's go- he's probably going to occupy a similar space as a character as, like, Thor did when he was hanging out with the Guardians. Like, mm-hmm. I think Peter Quill's going to not like him. He's going to be, you know, jealous that he's, you know, solid gold and ripped and, and perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I think that, that's going to be a part of he it. He also channels the um, Soul Stone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he has a soul stone, which is interesting. Um, did we do we know how he got the soul stone or how whoever created him got the soul stone? So I'm sure they'll explain it because of after okay. Infinity War and everything like that, but I'm not sure. Let me I can do the deep dive Marvel thing. Cause when's the last time we saw this the soul stone, the last time we saw it was on the Infinity Gauntlet, right? Mm-hmm. Or did we see it in WandaVision? Was it in WandaVision? No. I'm trying to remember. I don't think so. Because Vision had like transcended the Soul Stone. Well, yes. no, it was ripped from his head, and he it was, was from dead. His head. Yeah, and then that was just like a projection of Vision until like the new one was made. But uh, so the Soul Stone is just like someone must have just found it. After it says the, the High Evolutionary destroyed. gave him the name Warlock and bestowed upon him the Soul Gem. That's okay, the so basic, High Evolutionary got his hands the on it somehow. Basic answer from Marvel.com. Now, having said that. I will be reading a lot about Adam Warlock, and I will be educating myself because I don't know if you know this, but I got the insight, the Marvel Encyclopedia. Oh no, I didn't know that. That's yeah, awesome. I have the Marvel Encyclopedia from this year. So, like, it's got every character ever in it. So like now I'm like, well, I'll just read the three page spread about Adam Warlock and then be all caught up. Mm-hmm. I like that he has the Soul Stone in his forehead. Like I like that they're continuing mm-hmm. that motif. Um. Yeah, no, I think uh I yeah, I think you're I think you're right. I think the high evolutionary probably creates Adam Warlock or at least has a a hand in his creation which would tie him to the Guardians. 
um, in a shared uh, interest in seeing, meeting, and or killing the High Evolutionary. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, looking forward to all of the weird creatures I'm sure they're going to run into when they get to the High Evolutionary's sort of spot where he's at. Um, yeah, looking forward to this. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be fun. I think, yeah, people are going to cry. Look, James Gunn can make me cry. He made me tear up during Suicide Squad, and that movie is, like, not very sentimental. So, like, I, th- no. I think with this movie, uh, I'm probably going to cry a lot. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be too. exciting. Yeah, um, it's a great way to keep uh, in shape. Yeah, it's a great way to keep in shape. Did you see um, the trailer for the new Transformers movie? I did. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Rise of the Beasts. Um, What'd you think? I had no idea this was coming. Like, I, I had didn't forgotten either. they were making this. I forgot <laughs> that they were making another Transformers movie. And then when they came out with the, this trailer, I was like, oh, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My thoughts exactly. Um, I don't – I'm going to pull it up because – not the trailer, but the, the movie article because – I don't remember any of the cast from the trailer. I don't know if there's any of the cast in the trailer besides robots. No, there um, is. It's what's his face from Hamilton, the guy that played the son that's on the oh, Crown yeah, Royal Anthony commercials Ramos. that everybody's yeah. like, he's going to be a great actor. And I'm like, I don't like him. Yeah, yeah. He has an everyman kind of quality to him, which you kind of need for these movies. So I'll with But I'll he also doesn't, judgment. though. But he doesn't, <laughs> yeah, that's though. that's true. He kind of looks like you, a model. <laughs> he does. Like, you want an yeah. everyman? You cast guys like us. Yep. True. You don't cast this like Puerto Rican like model. Yeah. Actor. Um so but I, I think do he's Puerto like Rican. That... Don't quote me on that. If somebody out there gets mad at me, I didn't know. I think he's Puerto Rican. I'm just I think he is. Um he, so um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so um I do like though that the cast list as it is uh here on Google is mostly robots. Like there it's mm-hmm. mostly Transformers, which I think is a good thing well, at this point. It harkens back to the original cartoon. Yes. And that was something I yes. was going to bring up is that a lot of the character design for mm-hmm. this movie looks like they're – especially for the for the, um, for the the Autobots – looks like they're mm-hmm. throwing back to that 80s kind of retro look for the, for the movie. Optimus mm-hmm. Prime isn't so like big and bulky anymore. He kind of looks like what you would think of as if you just took the Optimus Prime from the 80s car- cartoon and just put him on screen in like a CGI format. They're kind of doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, it looks, I, I like that. I like the design of the robots, but let me give you just a little bit of the cast list. Um, we have Peter Cullen, of course, as Optimus Prime. Um, we have Anthony Ramos as Noah. We have Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal, which I think is great casting. Oh, yeah. um, we have uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is playing Mirage, which I think is the the buddy car of the main character, like the Porsche. Mm-hmm. The Porsche. Um, yeah, it is the him. Porsche because the Mirage has the ability to um, make decoys of itself and right. make it look okay. like there's multiple cars, and that's what gotcha. they show in the trailer. So yeah, he's cool. he has Mirage. Okay, so that car is voiced by Pete Davidson, which is I think a good choice. Um, uh, Dominique Flashback is playing a character named Elena. Uh, rapper Toby Wigwe is playing Reek, one of the robots. Um, let me see here. Michelle Yeoh is playing Maximal. Let me see which character that is. I think she's playing the Cheetah, but I'm trying to look up the uh, because I, I believe the Cheetah was a female voice in the original series. Um, does it say the name maximal the google layout is like preventing me from seeing the entire character name so i'm yep. going into wikipedia to try to look at the um let's see cast all right um from wikipedia maximal air razor who is that i think that's a decepticon oh is it well i think the maximals are the the animals oh are they yeah so maximal air razor is oh she's a falcon Okay, that makes um, sense. A Maximal that uh, transforms into a Falcon. Cheetor, uh, a Maximal rookie who transforms into a Cheetah. Um, and David Sobolov as Rhinox, a Maximal tech expert. In Peter Man. Dinklage is Scourge, so I think he's the bad guy. Yeah, the terror the terror cons <laughs> is what they're called, apparently. Um, and he's a, uh, oh, the leader of the terror cons. Oh, they're trophy hunters. Mm. Um, 
the the villains are trophy trophy hunting robots. <laughs> oh, there we go. He transforms into a black Peterbilt 359 uh semi truck. Uh because of course. Yes, David Sobolov who plays Rhinox is also playing a character called Battle Trap, uh a Terracon who transforms into an orange 1980s GMC Topkick C700 tow truck. Um, Michaela Rodriguez plays Nightbird, a Terracon who transforms into a Nissan Skyline. That's pretty cool. And yeah, and Toby Weegway as Reek, a Terracon who transforms into an undisclosed vehicle. So we'll see what that is. Um, John DiMaggio, who plays um, Bender, Bender is uh, yeah. Stratosphere. Nice. What is his uh, robot? I don't know. Let me look it up. Uh, oh, it's a uh, cargo plane, like in a military cargo ah, plane. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, we got a so amongst the other good guys we have amongst the Autobots we have Peter Cullen obviously uh, in this one he turns into the semi truck again Bumblebee um, gotta have Bumblebee the, yeah he turns into the seventies classic Camaro in this mm-hmm. um, RC is back the Ducati motorcycle um, yep. Wheeljack uh, who's a Volkswagen Type Two panel bus which is very funny. Uh, and then, yeah, then John DiMaggio as um, a cargo plane. Cool. All right. Um, I'm into all of this. Uh, we'll see how it comes together. I I really liked Beast Wars growing up, the cartoon series. So, oh, yeah. Like, I kind great. of have a, a, an undeserved um, uh, interest in this movie. <laughs> well, that's what they're going for. Sure, 100%. They tired out the 80s babies with the trans- yep. with the original Transformers movies and just made us hate the franchise. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to get the 90s babies with Beast Wars, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. being born in 84, I straddle both 80s and 90s. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you got the best of both worlds. I did. Scenario. I did. Um, yeah, so I am uh, kind of cautiously... Looking into, uh, looking forward to seeing this and seeing what they do. Um, I love Ron Perlman, so I think uh, it'll be interesting to see his performance in this. Anything Ron Perlman does, mm-hmm. I'll watch. Super into it. Um, cool. Um, anything else you want to touch before we get out of here? You know, um, James Cameron says, use the bathroom during Avatar 2, you'll go see it again. <laughs> to which I responded, bet I won't. I'll yeah, definitely use the bathroom, but I bet I won't see it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the more I don't, he pushes I don't care how this... good the movie is, I probably am not seeing a three-hour movie twice in theaters. No, I'm taking a pee <laughs> break in between that. Um, yeah. No, I just... The more he pushes this movie, the less I want to see it. True. Yeah, it does have some diminishing returns. The more it's got some. De- it. There's like a desperation to it where he's just like, well, "You gotta go see my movie." Well, yeah, I get it, but yeah. maybe don't make such giant movies that have to like hinge on being like the third most successful movie of all time to like make money. Maybe yeah. that's a bad way to make movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it is. It is a bad. It's way a horrible to way to make movies. <laughs> but I just like it's like the more he's like, "You'll go see it," and I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. I uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, gave an interview and said it was really, really, really good. So I trust Guillermo del Toro. I trust Guillermo del Toro, but like I don't trust James Cameron anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. James Cameron. It's funny. James Cameron is 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 weird because like you f- like because Avatar is not the most groundbreaking film in terms of like storytelling but that's what he's acting like he's acting like he created (laughs) this masterpiece and i'm like no it was a trivial story at best and then you just Mm -hmm. pumped it up full of cgi Mm -hmm. like yeah your success was your technology it wasn't your storytelling you didn't make a good movie you made a really expensive mediocre film yeah he made it yeah he made a three-hour tech demo that was amazing but uh it It was was a cool tech demo but it was a tech demo Yeah. Um, so it's like it, he's an interesting guy because he 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 makes these ultra successful movies. But like most of them, like with a couple exceptions, like the the story and like uh, is typically not what shines about his movies. No, <laughs> sometimes it is. But well, uh, for the most part, if he doesn't write them, they do. Right. right. <laughs> um, 
So, like, it's kind of hard to get excited about his movies because it's like, well, there's nothing from the first Avatar that's carrying over to this movie with the exception of how it looks that's exciting me about it. You know what I mean? Right. It's just the, the, I don't the look care. of it. The <laughs> yeah. first one was okay. Yeah. This one's probably going to mm-hmm. be okay. Like, yeah. That's why it worries me because it's like, I get that it was a huge movie and there's, like, more stories you could tell from this this universe, but, like the storytelling wasn't what got us in the door in the first one. So like, I'm very like cautious about what I'm skeptical about what this story is going to be. And I hope it's good. Um, but who knows? <laughs> Cause right. sometimes he can tell a good story. Like I'm oh, not no, going to no. do that to him, but like, he wouldn't have the fame that he, that right. he does if he couldn't tell a, he's not you. He's not Uwe Boll. Yeah, no, he's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he made, titanic for christ's sake and that's like he made a story out of nothing um yeah. and that like yeah that that i mean to me the the he the, got us the, romantically involved in a ship sinking like yeah, yeah and the love story is much more interesting than the boat sinking in oh, that dude, movie i was pissed when i was a kid because i was like when does the boat sink when does the boat yeah. sink why are we wasting all this time with these yeah. people who cares when does the boat sink and then it finally does and it's not even that exciting i was just like oh mm-hmm. Well, this is dumb. That's the mm-hmm. whole point of this movie is the boat sinking. <laughs> yeah. If you call it Titanic, call it mm-hmm. Jack and Rose, and then I have different expectations. <laughs> call it Love Boat. Call it Love Boat, <laughs> yes. Well, then there's wildly different expectations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> love Boat. It's a the giant swingers party on the ocean. Around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if he, if he gives us a... Uh, a, a Titanic level story, then I'm, I'm all I'm all I'm all in on uh, on Avatar two, but we'll see. We'll see. Jerry's yeah. still out, unfortunately. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, man. Is there anything else you want to hit before we? Nah, dip? dude. I am all set. All right, cool. Um, people can find you online. I'm assuming. Yep, you can find me online. I'm around. All right, you doing can find- things. <laughs> you can find me at Asan the DJ online. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular and Weekly Regular. Dot com. Derek, thank you so much again for joining me, and we will see y'all next week.